if food, water, and air keep us alive and we sleep eight hours a night, it's only air. Our body literally breathes for us. And anytime I think about this, it sucks. But you know, when you start consciously thinking about breathing, it's frustrating because now you're stuck. Hey there, I'm Ashley, mom of four and creator of Reps and Redemption. Join me as I share my passion for health education, explore all things fitness and nutrition, plus share a little faith-filled homemaking along the way. If you're a mom ready to build strength and live a life of epic redemption, this podcast is for you. Let's get after it. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Reps and Redemption. I am here with Mike Feldstein, and he is going to share with us a lot about what he does and how we as moms can live a healthier, more holistic life. Hey, Mike, how are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing great. I'm glad you had a stellar day so far. You were telling me about it before we started. So mm-hmm. what what's on your plate this week? What's going on? And tell us about, you know, who you are and, and what you do. Well, on my plate this week, uh, this morning, I actually spent um, the morning chatting with um, a really good film company, a couple in Austin here, who is making a healthy home documentary. Um They've done some amazing work before with um, Vinny Chase in Entourage. I think his real name's Adrian. Oh. Um, <laughs> ca- called Earth Speed or Earth Seed, and uh, they're doing another one that's all about the indoor environments and how homes are making people sick. Wow. So I was sort of looking at their expert panel and consulting them, and and just talking about ways to make that impactful. And that is at the the most important thing to me is like a lot of people which is is really important as well but focusing on good food good water good habits Mm -hmm. and the area that I like to focus on most is good indoor environments and also kind of bringing some humor and sensibility to it all because often people either think mold is nothing or they think mold for and I'm using mold as a placeholder, but you know, mold is going to kill you and you need to demolish your whole house and move out. And these are two extreme approaches. And I think that with most of these environmental things, you know, it can be so overwhelming and so um, daunting, but Mm -hmm. finding sort of balance, practical, small steps that people can take to not be overwhelmed because if everybody tries to do everything perfect all at once, then we're going to get nowhere quickly. Right. Um, so that well, I was today, uh, my background, generally speaking, about a decade ago, I got into, before that, I was in online marketing out of school. And that lasted a little bit. Most of my clients had construction companies and home services, and I got to see how poorly their businesses were run. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very annoying going to sleep at every night, focusing on everybody else's business when I had no control over actually changing things. Wow. So in 2013, when I was 23, I'm 33 now. Um, and I got into starting construction companies after natural disasters. So floods, mm-hmm. hurricanes, earthquakes, wildfires, everything from California wildfires, uh, Hurricane Harvey in Houston, Carolina, lots of work in British Columbia and Alberta and Canada. So there'd be a flood, there'd be a fire, there'd be a power outage, there'd be a hailstorm. I used my marketing expertise coupled with my newfound environmental and construction expertise, which took a while to develop, to basically um, respond quickly, use local talent, and help repair and restore and clean up after disasters. 
Typically, when there's a flood or a fire, you call your insurance company. They send out a company. I found this to be a huge conflict because that company is very motivated. They, they, they want to make money, but if they do too much work and they open the can of worms, then that insurance company is going to cut them off. So our positioning was, let's put our money where our mouth was. And it was, we don't get paid if you don't get paid. If your insurance company doesn't pay you, we get nothing. We'll help you get it. And now our interests are aligned. So the more work that we do to restore your home, the more we get paid, the better it is for you. And I just like when the incentives are aligned um, with everything. So yeah. I did that for several years. And then I got the a firsthand picture into how sick people would get after wildfires. Wow. And how that would last, like babies in the hospital, everybody was on nebulizers, pulmonologists and pediatricians absolutely slammed. And you just see on the news, the wildfire smoke. But what you don't realize, it's all the stuff you can't see and you can't smell that makes people sick. So I got into the wildfire. Wildfires has ended up where I, where I have the most experience cleaning up smoke damaged homes. So not necessarily like a kitchen fire or a dry event fire, but a city is evacuated. Every house is extensively contaminated with smoke. Our job was to go and clean and fix those homes. And a perfect story about a family in Fort McMurray that kind of was the aha moment for what I do now. Um, there was a family. We cleaned their house after the wildfire. Then they moved back in. A week later, their little baby was in the hospital. Hmm. And we're like, huh? We checked the air before we left. What's going on? So we went back to their house. We checked the air. And it was heavily contaminated again. So what happens is after a big fire, the air quality can stay poor. Or for a few months wow. with all the stuff you can't see or smell. So you clean the house and then the smoke re-enters the house. That's where your air is coming from. And there's a little term called nose blind. And the best example for that is, let's say you're out by the campfire. It's all good. Make your s'mores, sing your songs, go inside to shower. You're like, I stink. Mm -hmm. My hair, my clothes, my everything. But when you're by the campfire, you have no idea. Right. So this applies to so much. And I was like, I called the insurance company for this family. And I'm like, what, what, what are we going to do here? And um, they basically said nothing. They said, you clean the house. We're going to pay you. The family signed off like we're done. And this was very discouraging and disappointing because I'm like, but their baby's in the hospital. Right. They can't move home. What do we do? So I brought our big air cleaning machines called air scrubbers. They look like somewhere between a subwoofer and a photocopier. They're big, they're loud, they're industrial, they're ugly, but they're effective. Right. And we set them up. And within three hours, the air quality was back to safe, habitable levels. Family moved home. A couple months later, we took it out. All good. But this was happening to a lot of families. Wow. I'm like, is there something? And then I learned that like they have wildfires all the time out west. So I'm like, maybe instead of leaving our big, heavy, industrious equipment there, I could just go to Home Depot, go to Best Buy, and buy them like four or five air purifiers to put around their house. Mm -hmm. I did that, and it did nothing. And I'm like, wow. whoa, the machines that we're using are not the same as these things. And the analogy I like to use is um, most consumer air purifiers, it's kind of like trying to heat your bathtub with a kettle. So a kettle is awesome at heating water for tea, right? not for a bathtub. If you keep filling it up, that bathtub is going to lose its heat faster than you could possibly heat it up. And that's the same with a little air purifier. The air is getting contaminated and, and more dirty air is coming in faster than they can clean it. So I kind of realized like 
this wildfire smoke thing is a big problem. And it's not just when it's evacuated, it's all the time. And pretty much the whole country was impacted this year with it. And then pollen, mold, smoke, allergens, it's all the same stuff. It's stuff in our air that comes in our homes, gets in our carpets, in our beds, in our clothes, in our insulation. And I was like, there has to be a better way. Um, we need something that is powerful. Like I said, pretty like a Dyson, quiet like a Tesla, and powerful like our industrial air scrubbers. And um, if you don't hit the trifecta, if it's loud and if it's ugly, people unplug it. Right. So it took me about three years, spent a lot of time in Asia where the air quality is very bad, but the air awareness is very strong. So you would like when you go to a bank in, in Asia, every single little office has an air purifier. Most restaurants have air purifiers. The malls have air purifier stores. Um, they're way more advanced because it's been a, a bigger problem for longer. Mm. But the air here is getting worse. Pollution, wildfire, smoke, etc. So I, I, I set out on a journey to create a product that would be an air purifier specifically for wildfire smoke. COVID happened right before we launched. Mm. And we ended up only selling to doctors and dentists for the first year, um, which was important. Mm-hmm. But it was was frustrating because they would we were basically on their to-do list like they needed it to open up their doors but they bought it for all the wrong reasons they bought it for marketing Mm -hmm. to to make the patients feel safe to make the staff feel safe not because they really cared right um so this was not a fun business to run at all like i did not set out to have a medical air purifier um but then the patients started asking questions about it hey my kid has asthma my kid has allergies my child won't sleep do they sell these for homes and um, they would contact us. We would discount them tremendously. So now fast forward a couple of years. Um, and now 99% of our customers are families, are homeowners. So my overall, so if I had to tie that up into a bow, it was kind of construction, disaster, wildfire, saw a huge gap in the market that there was not really like commercial grade air purifiers that look good and were quiet for the home. And uh, my my overall expertise are all around air quality and how indoor environments impact people so we can focus moms to be new moms kids and all that good stuff i love that i i you know when we were talking about this and you were kind of explaining what you did you do i think what really is standing out to me too is that we we don't really think of what we can't see and you help that problem you have a solution for that problem and my question to you, man, I, I have like a list now. Can you say that again? You said as quiet as a Tesla. What was your like? Your I said name? I said pretty, pretty like a Dyson, quiet like a Tesla and powerful like our industrial air scrubbing machines. Yes. OK, I that is okay. the other the other way of thinking about it is uh, in the market. There was pickup trucks and tractor trailers, which was like the industrial stuff. And then there was golf carts. And the market needed a luxury SUV to take your kids, take your stuff and look good while doing it. No, that's perfect. And and I, I do think it matters because if it is like huge clunky thing and you don't really understand what you're trying to do with it, people are not going to use it. They're going to turn it off. But you solve this problem, especially when COVID hit. And then a lot of people saw your, it, how, is it, is it really large? You said the size, is it like, it's about uh, 30 inches tall. Well, I know you don't use video. That's it behind me. 
Oh, okay, perfect. So we we made it. It's about th- uh, you know a little under three feet, about thirty inches tall, twelve inches in diameter, nice. and you can't see now, but there's a screen on the top that shows you the air quality in real time. So as soon as we start cooking or cleaning, or if I barbecue forty feet from the back deck, it will turn from green to red. The fan speed will go up. You'll see the air in real time, and you'll watch it come down. Oh. So we designed it to you know. There's no big bright logo on it. It's designed to like, and it can go in the corner. So it's designed to like be subtle, mm-hmm. but be complimentary to your design. You know, if it's a big, loud, ugly air conditioner, you're never going to use it. Right. So that was, a, that was a really important part of it. And it's made from steel, not plastic. Mm. So like, I, I wasn't even going to launch a company. I just wanted to create the product that I wanted for me, my friends, my family. And then COVID happened and it kind of became a thing. So wow. here we are. I, I mean, obviously somebody, a lot of families and doctor's offices needed you. Well, how do you test air quality? Like, do you use your device to test or is there kind of like a two or three step program that you use to test the air quality before you were to treat something? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so some people, there, there's, a, there's a range and it's tough because typically either the tools are either biased towards false negatives or biased towards false positives. Mm. So you know, if, if think about it, if you were follow the money, you know, show me the incentives and I'll show you the outcomes. Right. If you look at the ones that the insurance companies endorse and sponsor, they lean towards false negatives because mm-hmm. they want the house to be cleared. Family moves in. They stop writing checks. It's done. Right. If you look at the ones that the restoration companies or the naturopaths use, they skew towards false positives mm-hmm. because more detoxing, more construction, more remediation, more cleaning. Uh, it's a huge um, alignment of incentives issue. A lot of biases. And honestly, it's like not to like any one person's fault because the naturopaths got the who do you think educated and sold them the test kits like the the mm-hmm. if the tests, the tests that were positive were really good for their detox protocols, probably over a thousand tests that I've seen. There's a test called an ERMI for the house. And there's a lot of tests now that are urine tests to check for mold mycotoxins in your blood. I've never seen one come back negative ever. Mm, wow, so mold, the thing about air, it's kind of, it's almost exactly like water. What, mm. what water is to fish, air is to humans. Mm. It's, we live in air. Yes. So we're so unaware of it. It's, it's the first thing we do when we're born. It's the last thing when we do when we die. If food, water, and air keep us alive and we sleep eight hours a night, it's only air. Our body literally breathes for us. And anytime I think about this, it sucks. But, you know, when you start consciously thinking about breathing, it's frustrating because now you're stuck. Oh, no, I'm there right now. So now we have to consciously breathe and see how annoying it is. So super grateful for this body that is able to breathe uh, autonomously without me consciously doing it. And I think that's a lot of times why we take it for granted, because it's an automatic function. Mm -hmm. And um, so to answer your question of um, how do you test? So the question is, you know, when someone like, there's some things that may or may not actually require testing, like table stakes. Like with water, you know, you could move into a house and test the water, but like filtering your water is kind of a good idea no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, with air, it's kind of the same and almost all roads lead to the same place. But data is powerful. And the best part about testing is our bodies actually have all the air testing features built in. We just aren't aware. So I can go into a home and I can tell you within a few percentage points, what's the CO2, if there's mold, 
Um, I can tell you, you know, think about it this way. Like if you had to guess the temperature, forget checking the weather. Um, you know, we all check the weather. We check the temperature. But <laughs> yeah. if you just go outside, you guess within a degree or two what the temperature is every time. Mm-hmm. So our temperature sensors in our, our, our body, in our skin are calibrated because we look at the weather often. If you looked at the relative humidity every day inside and outside, like I can do the same thing with the humidity right now. I can tell it's about 47, 48, maybe 50% humidity Mm -hmm. because, you know, if you look at the data and you feel it on your skin, you calibrate it. That's just a number to tell you how you feel. You know, if you go into a rainforest, it's going to feel damp and muggy. If you go into the desert, it's going to feel dry. Guess what? That's because you have a temperature sensor in your body Mm -hmm. Uh, for, for, sorry, for humidity. Obviously we all know about temperature CO2. If you go into a building, and it feels stuffy and you're like oh, i need to go outside and get fresh air that's because your body's saying the co2 levels are high right now this is a problem i need to go where the co2 is lower and the oxygen is higher so we have a co2 sensor we don't have a carbon monoxide detector and that's why we need them in our house because mm-hmm. we can die if we leave the car running or leave the stove on vocs are a little bit tricky as well but like you know you can smell garbage you can smell poop because yeah. that's like a lot of bacteria And your body knows like I need the point of bad smells is it's your body being like, get me away. This is harmful. Mm. So it's really amazing. I'm I'm fortunate that I've tested thousands of homes and I've now calibrated my sensors. I've elevated my air awareness so I can go into a restaurant right away. Be like particulate matter is high. VOCs are high. Odors are bad. Like CO2 is high. I need to go sit outside now. Mm. Most people are just only operating with their temperature sensor. It's hot. It's cold. It's hot. It's cold. I'm like. You're just scratching the tip of what you're capable of sensing. So that to me is like the most awesome. When you could calibrate that and and lead through your own feeling and your own intuition, we got these systems on board. Um, Now with testing, you can go out and hire an air testing company. I owned one for many years. Mm. Um, An air testing company could cost you between $300 and $3,000. And it only costs us at the lab $22 per sample. So the margins are excellent. Um, That's why it's a good business. But like, so testing for mold is, is, is not a bad idea if you're concerned. Like, but like typically um, often if it's moldy, it smells moldy. Mm -hmm. This is not an absolute. So, you know, if someone's like, if someone's getting sick and feeling unwell at home, they might want to do some, some testing. Um, so it depends like where you are on that scale of of how you feel and how your health is doing. But like if someone's trying to optimize, let's say their sleep, um, putting uh, you can, there's actually a company that I don't like, but I do like their product. I just don't <laughs> like their service and their yeah. warranty and how they communicate. It's really annoying, but it's a good product for a good price. Mm-hmm. And it's called aware, A-W-A-I-R, aware element. It's like um, 150-ish dollars. Mm-hmm. And you put it in your bedroom and, and the crazy thing is air is always changing. So testing your air at Tuesday at two o'clock, well, Wednesday at nine o'clock, your air will be entirely different. It's completely dynamic. So there's little air sensors that will detect like CO2 and particulate. And CO2 is a big one because most homes, especially in America, Canada, in the West, they're so tight. They're, they're designed to be energy efficient. So what that means is they keep, they're trying to keep the cool in in the summer and the warm in in the winter, but that means it keeps everything in the pollen, the mold, the dust, the VOCs, the off-gassing, the cooking particles, everything. So, you know, when it's a nice day, uh, it's not too hot, it's not too cold, open your windows, turn on your bathroom fan, turn on your range hood. Fresh air is more important than clean air. The problem is our cities are so polluted 
that the air outside is not necessarily that fresh. So I think a cool place to start for people is a little air sensor, you know, leave it in your bedroom for a few days. You could put it in your kid's room for a few days at night, door shut. We breathe out carbon dioxide. You'll see the CO2 levels can go crazy. Um, Particulate, like when you cook 4,000 square foot house, for example, when you cook within minutes, every single room in that house is contaminated because your HVAC system is designed to mix and spread air. Like another crazy thing is a lot of people aren't allergic to cats. They're allergic to cat litter and it's misdiagnosed as a cat allergy. Oh, interesting. Cat litter is go look at the ingredients in your cat litter. It's all these chemicals. And when your cat uses the litter box, you can smell it everywhere. It goes into your HVAC system. So you're just breathing all these chemicals. Um, So if someone either has good ventilation or a better cat litter or air purification, like all of a sudden you can stop breathing the cat litter and it can, it could be really uh, impactful. So yeah, with testing, I would say a little air sensor that you move around the house is a good place to start, but ultimately like cleaning the air in your bedroom and in your main, like I wouldn't spend thousands on testing unless you really are sick and you need to do a deep dive because like you, for that same few thousand dollars, you could just equip your house with the stuff that you're going to be recommended right. anyway. You know, the cat thing, I'm allergic to cats. Okay. So now that you say that I'm wondering, you know, I never really thought about the cat litter and then how you said the HVAC system circulates all the air throughout your house. Now mm-hmm. this is probably why a lot of us, like, you know, we talk a lot about health on the show and like nutrition and things like that. And we know there's, we probably have a lot of nutrient deficiencies, why we're lacking energy and things like that. But I never really considered that it could be our environment, the air around us that we're breathing in and, or, you know, like you said, lack thereof. Like if you start thinking about how you need air, then you're just like, oh my gosh, you're, you're a little bit overwhelmed because we can't live without it. There's just no possible way. So my my next question is, you know, my husband and I were talking about in the near future buying a house, um, preferably with a little bit of land. We're thinking like, how do we, you know, I, and this conversation has me my my head spinning here. Do I look at the you know geographic location of the potential house, and then also what would we test all those things that you mentioned like you know, in the area, but is there something you would do or share with, let's say there's a family out there, a mom listening to the show, and they're kind of in the same boat. They're like, you know, I think we're going to buy in the near future. What do we look for to, in hopes, you know, of getting a cleaner environment? But that's a great question. I like, I like um, actionable questions like that. That's the best and most important kind. So there's a lot that we can do. And the, the, the big picture thing is the dream is develop you know most homes were not designed for you they were designed on a spreadsheet by a developer who said i'm going to buy 2000 acres we can build uh 4000 homes we can build them fast here's our cost per square foot um no one's considering your 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 lighting and your hvac system and hvac is the lungs of your home and it's the last thing that they just bang in there mm-hmm. and they it's completely not even considered and because they're rushing all the building materials that should have an off-gassing period don't so they um they basically get built and then they they, they throw it in your house and they move you in as quickly as you can you know you don't want to be they're they're rushing so nothing gets the time that it needs to off-gas so whenever somebody buys a new home especially if weather permits before you move in especially if it's a new build 
open the doors, open the windows, just like let that house breathe for a, a week or two or at least several days. Something is better than nothing because otherwise that off gassing is just going to happen into your furniture, into your carpets, into your clothing. Not a good idea. Right. Um, so that's especially true for new builds or renovations. So it's funny because I got certified as a home inspector just so I could see what the training is for home inspectors. Wow. And home ins- guess what? It took two days. <laughs> um, I mean, it maybe it was like a week or so, but it was like two actual full days. It was right. absolutely nothing. It was very disappointing. A lot of states and countries like Canada, actually, you don't even have to be certified, which honestly, some of the best people aren't there. They actually have real life experience. They're like, I don't want to get this bullshit certification, um, <laughs> which it completely was. I did it. I paid $4.99, did a few online videos, and voila, I was a home inspector. There you go. So when you hire a home inspector, they have uh, the, the contract that you sign basically says that they're not looking for anything environmental, mold, floods, leaks, bacteria, none of it. They're, they're looking for something that's going to have a cost to your wallet, like an old furnace, an old water heater, a... Uh, an aged roof. So they're looking for things that are going to be harmful to your wallet and harmful to the house itself. Mm. Home inspectors are not trained to say, is this home healthy for me to raise my family in? Mm. I'm like, how crazy is that? We're paying money. That is crazy. (laughs) Like they're not even looking for anything. They're not looking for airflow, for CO2, for nothing. So that house could be a total sick box and they won't even comment on it, look for it. In fact, there's disclosures that say they won't mention it. And that's, you know, it all starts kind of there. The realtor, the builder, the architect, the developer, the the HVAC people. And all of these folks could make way more money by being innovative and offering a better service. So a lot of it, it's kind of like a top down and a bottom up. We need to educate trades and industries, but we also as consumers need to be more educated. And, you know, you get what you tolerate in life. So we have to stop buying. I mean, often it's an affordability issue and a Mm -hmm. convenience issue, but like, Buying a cookie cutter, new builder grade home is it's not going to be good for you. Like I would rather yeah. live a few minutes this way or that way than, than buy one of these toxic homes that always fall apart right. anyway. Um, you know, home building is not something that's supposed to be rushed. Everybody used to build their own homes back in the day. Um, so like, you know, it's a, it's a, you can, when you buy a house, make an offer that says like, we're going to actually get an environmental assessment of that home. Mm-hmm. Um, that will look for, I would rather only have an environmental assessment to look for mold, leaks, flood. I can like check the age of the furnace and the water heater like myself. Right, um, right. And you can hire a contractor for free mm-hmm. to say, hey, I'm looking to buy this house. Can you give me, I'm probably going to buy it. Uh, we just put an offer on it. So we are buying it. Can you come to this house and give me a quote to make it good and make it new? And then you get the best home inspection of all time for free with a quote. Mm-hmm which is a way better piece of ammunition to negotiate anyway, because it's an, it's an actual price from a, from a contractor. Um, so that's something, a little trick that I, I like is using a contractor instead of a um, home inspector um, and use that budget to test for other things. But yeah, I think people should, if the house, first of all, if you go into a house and it has fresheners and scents run, The only time people put all these scents and fresheners in homes is to cover up moldy, musty, damp smells. Mm, That's interesting. Well, And I like how you said you get what you tolerate. And isn't that the truth, though? Like, we should be more aware of what we're stepping into. And not only if we're concerned about our health, our fitness, our nutrition, 
how much more the air that we actually breathe, right? Those builder grade homes said free cancer on the front door. You probably wouldn't buy it. Right. But like, you know, like, like, and, 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 and if we stop buying those homes, they'll stop building them. So that to me is like, that's the top of my, my life's mission right there is to mm. just top down, bottom up companies will make what people will buy. It's, right. if, if everybody stopped eating fast food, there wouldn't be fast food. Um, very true. Very true. Like, like corporations scale what the consumer desires. Mm. And, um, uh, that's a good thing and a bad thing because yeah. companies will actually do amazing, healthy, awesome things if the if the incentives are there. Exactly. Um, practical stuff, yeah, that's kind of it for like home, like you know, on the inspection side. Put that clause in that you're gonna like look for environmental stuff, look for air fresheners, look for cover ups, look for randomly freshly painted walls. Like mm. everybody paints over mold and they do a cover up job. It's easy to you know, it's hard to fault the seller. Like they have a home, there's a little leak. They're like, we're moving anyway. Yeah, let's just uh, patch like, it up really quick. Yeah. They don't necessarily even know the extent of, of the mold. Right. So they hide it up. They sell it. They're like, yeah, but like you realize right. like that's going to be some kid's bedroom. Right. Um, you, you know, like either fix it or disclose it. Um, It's a t- it's a tough one. You know, the yeah. like it's tough when you like you're like, ah, like that's going to cost us 30 grand to deal yeah. with that. But like doesn't have to because there there can be more reasonable ways to do it. And like sometimes it sucks and it and it is a big deal. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry, Mike. Like, yeah, I like I like what you said. Like we, you know, we tend to take things for face value instead of like really diving in to see like, OK, is this really truly worth it? And, you know, what you just said, this is going to be, some, you know, my kid's bedroom or this. If I'm selling this property, this is going to be someone else's lifestyle. And to kind of be more aware of the environment around us. I want to really quick, because we're running out of time a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, we're running out of time a little bit. But can you run by really, really quick uh, where people can find you, find your product and really just support kind of what you're doing? So I don't really do much social media stuff. Um, Honestly, I'm starting to do a lot more podcasts. Because this is not something that we can bottle up into 10 second sound bites. Right, so if right. you have a podcast app and you type my name in, you'll hear me on more podcasts. Um, I'm not doing a bunch of like Instagrammy stuff. Um, I'm helping a lot of creators create, you know, sleep trainers do sleep videos and, and pet people do pet videos. So I'm, I'm, I'd rather help educate through others. But jasper.co, J-A-S-P-R.co at jasper co on social media and we are drastically lowering our prices and we are going to continue to create new products and make them more affordable and like we're not a huge company so feel free to reach out ask questions ask about other products ask why things like like i i love that we're not too big and we can still help so feel free to hit me up ask questions we're here to serve and we have no customer service or sales people everyone here is an air quality expert so amazing thank you so much for your time today mike i really appreciate it My pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. If this episode inspired you, will you share with a friend? Remember, this podcast offers health education tips and holistic insights. Please consult healthcare professionals for personalized advice. Until next time, Mama, be bold and live well.